right. we needed that Miami game. Yeah, I mean, hey, we, I, I look at it like this. I think the Bengals is like is re, it's uh, it's revenge tour. So Bengals game, it's gonna be so crazy in it, and that's a Sunday night game too. Yeah. Okay. It, they're gonna be yeah, nutty. So you know, the only thing that worries me about the Bengals is the same thing that's gonna worry me about the Bills, which is the same thing we lost to with the Dolphins. The secondary's got to get it together, man. Bro, bro, we should be saving this for the podcast. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah. All right, let's go. Ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> All Things Black with Garland and Calvin present Fanboys. Fanboys is a weekly breakdown of the sports world from a fan's perspective. Now, here are your hosts, Garland and Calvin. All Things Black presents <laughs> Fanboys. This is our weekly sports weekly. podcast. And this is a Thursday night. It's right before the Thursday night game. So we're doing Thursday. it a little early, you know. But so what? Whatever. You probably won't get it until Friday or Saturday when I decide to edit it. So, you know, whenever y'all get it, y'all get it. I'm Calvin. Yeah. On the other <laughs> side of my guy, Garland. How you doing, sir? What's up, y'all? Y'all just missed 15 minutes. We just left on the uh, floor for y'all. So hopefully we remember what we were talking about when we get to football. But I'm feeling great, man. It's a Thursday doing some traveling tomorrow and stuff, going on, family members getting married, and also looking forward to that. And so, yeah, man, it's just all is good. Don't don't let Garland fool you. Garland ain't going nowhere to watch no family member getting married. He heard about uh, Nia Long's problem. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to say that before I discuss it later. You know what? Let, let, let's just get into it. I ain't even going to get into anything else. <laughs> yes. Yes. Going to go find my baby. <laughs> I thought that's all we needed was a Nia Long. That's what, I mean, come on now. But anyway. So, man, we got a couple topics tonight. Uh, you know, we're going to talk a little bit NBA. We'll talk about Robbie Sarver. Of course, we're going to talk about Ime Yudoka. Uh, we're going to talk about the O's and some baseball stuff that's going on that, and we're going to end up in the NFL like we've been doing with our picks and everything. As a matter of fact, somebody's in the lead. They should be happy. They're not saying a lot of stuff right now, but we're going to go through last week's results and uh, pick games for this week. And so let's go ahead and start with everybody is talking about the NBA, and I, I got a little something to start us off. Yo, man. But I don't think you may have saying that it wasn't him. Uh, unless you haven't turned on the TV today, uh, Boston Celtics head coach, Ime Udoka, might not be on the sidelines at all this season, as he's reportedly facing a season-long suspension from the franchise, as it was first reported by ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski, and then reported by the Athletics Shams, uh, Charner, uh, Shams Charner. Uh, the allegations would be a violation of Boston's code of conduct, and the female 
uh, identity in the alleged relationship is unknown, nor is her job description within the team. Uh, Woj reported that uh, Boston assistant Joe Mazula is likely to become the Celtics interim coach this season and that an official announcement could come out as soon as today. Uh, the Celtics have yet to make a comment on Yudoka's job status as of uh, this morning. Uh, Yudoka is a longtime uh, NBA assistant. He started with the Spurs. He's been with the 76ers and the Nets before getting his first NBA head coaching opportunity in Boston last year, leading the Celtics to the NBA Finals, though the team lost to the Warriors in six games. Celtics preseason schedule begins October 2nd in another week or so against the Hornets, and they open the regular season on October the 18th against Philadelphia. Boston and Milwaukee are the preseason favorites uh, going into the season. Now, the 45-year-old Yudoka has been engaged to actress Nia Long, best known for her role in The Best Man, Boys in the Hood, um, Love Jones, everything you can name, she's been on. She's a beautiful actress. The couple has been dating since 2010, and they got engaged in 2015. Their current uh, relationship status is unknown, and Yudoka hasn't appeared in any of Long's Instagram posts since late May, when she congratulated Yudoka for being a finalist for the NBA Coach of the Year Award. And the couple has a 10-year-old son. And so let's get into this, Calvin. I mean, it's a lot of layers to this. And uh, some of it concerns me. One of the things I want to throw out is who leaked this? Did the organization leak this? And why would they come out and share this news without having any type of decision already made? Why not make this announcement also announcing the punishment or whatever's going to happen? Why would they allow this to get out that soon? And this really, it leaves all the women in their organization uncovered because people just pulling pictures off the internet of who they think it is, people just throwing out names. And so to me, it's it's messy. It's a consensual affair. And the issue is, is that he broke uh, human resources protocol. They have a code of conduct within the organization against fraternization and relationships between employees. Obviously, he broke that code of conduct. But someone wants him out. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, man, I don't care about none of that. Has anyone checked on Nia Long? I listen, <laughs> Nia, girl, <laughs> if, you, if you need someone to talk to. Bro, I done gave this impression <laughs> plea about this man. <laughs> and you talk about some dad going Nia Long. And then you don't even know, we don't even know if they still together. Exactly. That's I mean, saying. you need somebody to talk to, Nick, girl. Come <laughs> listen. I, I will be your friend. I don't care about none of that. <laughs> Let me stop that. Hey, so, um, it's so I, I, I'm with you. I find it funny that this has been leaked. Um, number one, because if you read the headlines and they say this is a consensual right. relationship, so yeah, he did violate human resources, but he's not being accused of anything you know he didn't violate the woman um unlike let's say deshaun watson he's he's not being charged with anything exactly you know basically his crime was cheating on his woman um so really that's something that should be handled internally there's a few reasons why um this is coming out and why this is a big story 
Um, one of the reasons why it's a big story is because it takes the heat off of ESPN for not uh, really digging into this Brett Favre thing. Because Mr. Welfare Queen yeah. is not getting the attention that he deserves for his fuckery. And again, it's forever fuck Brett Favre along with Carmelo. Forever fuck both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, number two, the guy that we want to talk about um, in the next segment, Robert Sarver. Yes. It takes some heat off of him, too. Um, so why not throw um, him under the bus, a Judoka under the bus? You know, that way it gets the attention because really this is a non story. The biggest story in this is that him and Neil Long has been engaged for seven years. So right. why haven't you married her anyway, sir? Right. Like, right. I, I'm a firm believer in they probably weren't even really together because who's engaged for seven years? Like, come on. Bro. So. Yeah, man. Ain't no black woman engaged for no seven years. Exactly. And it's just, so he did violate, um, he clearly violated the human resources code. So he should be dealt with for that. But there's no reason that he should lose his job. Um, Even if they, I don't even know why they would get an intern head coach. You got the season starts in what, November? Suspended for 30. The season starts in October. October 18th is the first game. Is it? <clears throat> yes, they 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 uh, preseason starts in two weeks, October oh, the second. So, yeah, suspend them for the first game and then bring them back in November. You know, like I, I don't really see this as being a big deal. It could be one of them. He violated some team team policy, so we had to sit him. Of course, people are going to ask him and speculate, but it doesn't have to be that big of a deal. But it takes the attention away from Sarver. Um, it helps take the attention away from Brett Favre if you're the news outlets. So, yeah, it's, they're going to make it a big deal. The only person that really needs to comment and care about this is Neil Long, to be very honest, because sure. it's, it's consensual. So the other lady really, you know, right. it's whatever. It sounds like they made a decision to enter into a relationship. Exactly. And so what's the issue? So what the, I guess in order to have the relationship, the young lady would have had to quit the organization in order to have the relationship. Someone else brought up uh, a, a uh, example. Uh, the head coach of the um, Miami Heat is married to a former Miami Heat cheerleader. And there was a question of, did he start dating her when she was working as a cheerleader for the organization. And then, of course, people were bringing up Jenny Buss as well. Uh, Jenny Buss was in a long-time relationship with Phil Jackson when he was coaching the Lakers, and she was one of the um, uh, executives and then became owner after uh, the death of her father. And 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 so, yeah, to me, this is really, I, like I said, I think it's really a, it's a calculated move by somebody in that organization that wants to make a move on the head coaching position. Because but why would you want to get rid of the first year coach that took the team to the I don't I, know. Somebody want yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But this is something that should have been handled behind the scenes. Yeah. Once a decision's made, okay, he violated. We're going to suspend him uh, without pay for a month or something like that. Right. But you didn't you have make, to do that. Yeah. You have to do that. But this thing has gotten out of control because like i said you know you have picture people pulling up pictures of female staffers uh for the celtics and people just throwing out names and then you want to put the thing oh well he's married he's not married to neil long but just about everybody on the internet is saying that he's married he's not married he's been engaged for several years and so yeah i 
And then you can you got another rumor. It's it's not only uh, one st a staffer, but it's also the wife of someone in the front office or something like that. And so there's so many rumors out here now <clears throat> that you've let this get out and you're just letting it go like wildfire. I mean, I mean, in the court of public opinion, this guy is is mud. Really? And, and so, I, I mean, is this the face of your franchise now? Uh, to me, how do you rehabilitate this and and move on? I don't know. And I didn't even think about his reputation, you know, because I'm just thinking about how black women going to be like, so if he cheated on Nia Long. No, that's that was, all they've been saying. If Beyonce <laughs> got, right, if Beyonce got cheated on him and Nia Long got cheated on Halle Berry got cheated on this one got cheated. Look, sis, don't, 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 don't downgrade yourself because these starlets have gotten cheated on. That means you ain't nobody that you can't get cheated on. I mean, some people say, Hey, if the sun's up, a man's cheating. I, I'm not going, I'm not going to comment on that. But what I will say is this, is that, yeah, this should not be a, a down thing on black women. Like if they can get cheated on, you can get cheated. No, that, that, that doesn't make any sense. But, I just think, yeah, I don't know how you rehab this. How how do you turn the corner on this of a person that's the face of your organization that coached you to the finals last year and, you know, has uh, also been reported that he's offered, I think uh, Sports Illustrated was reporting that he offered to resign. It is that deep that he offered to resign. And be... And be home with the woman that you cheated on every day. Well, you may keep your job. <laughs> nah, he. Well, I guess he. I guess he gonna go with Honey, and you know, Honey might be like, "You ain't got no job no more." That's the only reason why. I was Not if the rumors that she got a husband is true in the organization. Yeah. That yeah. To me, I think the organization could have handled this better. So that's why I said, obviously, when you when you have Woj. And Shams report and stuff. I'm not so much Shams, but Woj has been noted as a person who has these inside connections that people use to get information out. Front office um, agents use Woj to put stuff out there. So that's why I'm saying the organization, somebody within the organization has said, uh, Idoka has to go. And let's just put this out here. I mean, we, we, we are well aware of Boston's history of racism. So I don't know if this has anything to do with it, but uh, we're well aware. But, oh, uh, yeah. So sorry to hear that, uh, email Yudoka. Hopefully, man, you know, uh, you're going to have to go on. Um, I don't know. What black show can he go on? Uh, uh, Maybe. <laughs> Maybe he can maybe he can resurrect Ed Gordon and he can do right. Ed Gordon. <laughs> yeah. Ed Gordon but they don't do news on uh, BET no more. He gonna have to go on some black woman talk show or something, and uh, and to get back into black graces because you know black sisters is out here steaming. Not really. How he gonna cheat on? Not really. She's so beautiful. I hear some of the sisters holler. He cheaped out. I can see it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh! Before we close out, I just want—I yeah. just want to say, a Coke, a Coca-Cola. You, uh, we used to call it Coke, by the way. So a Coke. <laughs> just give me a call, okay? okay. Coca-Cola, because she's shaped like a Coca-Cola bottle. <laughs> About to get punched in your eyeball. <laughs> All right, man. 
owner, Robert Sarver, on Wednesday, it is being reported by ESPN uh, writer Baxter Holmes, announced that he has begun the process to sell both the NBA's Phoenix Suns and the WNBA's Phoenix Mercury franchises. As a man of faith, I believe in atonement and the path to forgiveness, Sarver said in the statement Wednesday. I expected that the commissioner's one-year suspension would provide the time for me to focus, make amends, and remove my personal controversy from the teams that I and so many fans love. But in our current unforgiving climate, it has become painfully clear that that is no longer possible, that whatever good I've done and could still do is outweighed by things I've said in the past. For those reasons, I am beginning the process of seeking buyers for the Suns and the Mercury. NBA Commissioner Adam Silver said he fully supports it. Of course, he's going to say he fully supports the decision by Sarver to sell the teams. This is the right next step for the organization and the community, uh, Silver said. Calvin, I told you once PayPal and these other people start talking about they was going to start pulling the money back from the organization. Uh, of course, the person who actually, who's the shadow commissioner, LeBron, once LeBron comes out and says it ain't right, you know something's about to happen. Chris Paul, he followed not too far after that. Then you had Draymond talking about the players should vote on it or whatever. And so it was starting to snowball out of control. And I think behind the scenes, people start saying, hey, um, look, man, just sell this team so you can get your little cut. Go ahead and do what you want to do. So what you thinking about Sarver? And, and he apologized, but he didn't really apologize. It was like, I'm sorry, but when you say I'm sorry and then you hit the butt right after that, everything you said before that don't mean nothing. Exactly. He was all like, I'm sorry, y'all can't get over it. <laughs> right. That was his sorry. I mean, um, I've done some good in the past. I mean, I could still do mm -hmm. good things, but y'all hate us. And so in this unforgetting climate, y'all trying to cancel me. I just need to go ahead and sell the team. That's basically what he said. So y'all forgot when I, I put the WNBA players in first class instead of coach that time. Right, y'all forgot, forgot all that. about that. You know? Um, no, man. So you, you're right. When last week you were talking about the sponsors, and I was talking mm -hmm. about the players protesting and not playing because uh, the players have impact. And that's exactly what happened. It seemed like a combination of both of them started to happen. Um and the one thing about these owners, and I'm going to call them what they are, the one thing about these white men, these good old boy networks, you start messing with their money, it ain't no friends in it. So once that money started to become, mm -hmm. the, the potential to become funny, they were whispering in his ear, oh, no, sir, you got to go. Right. You got, now, we what we don't know and what we never know is, what does selling the team mean? Does that mean you're selling all of your stakes in the team, or does that mean you're selling the majority stakes in your team? Yeah, let me give you a little answer for that. I'm glad that you brought that up. Good, As good. a matter of fact, uh, although he does not own the Suns in full, sources told ESPN that he has the authority as managing partner to sell the team in full. And so he brought the teams in July of 2004 for about $400 million with approximately one third of the stake he's you know he's not the sole owner but he's the primary one in the and forbes just recently estimated the value of the sons at 1.8 billion so he can sell the team in full although he's not the controlling owner for 1.8 billion 
That's how much the organization's worth, right? That's just the Suns. That's how much the Suns are worth. They're valued at $1.8 billion. Man, I'm selling you Negroes too for $1.8 billion. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Y'all... Y'all mad at me? I'm a, I ain't got no problem with selling. Exactly. Um. So it sounds like that he would be selling the entire team, but getting one point yeah. eight billion, he ain't losing. Like, you, what are you losing, sir? You, he's not losing anything. So it is the right move. Um. You you would you'd wish that he's not rewarded for it because selling a team for one point eight billion really feels like a reward. Um. Because he's owner, he's clearly earned that. It, if you want to consider being the owner earning it, but he ain't going to sell that team for no discount, Cal. Yeah, that's sell what that I'm team. Saying. Yeah, so I I, I don't it, feel sorry a, for him. Reward. I'm not crying any tears. It's no, a reward. Absolutely not. Yeah, I'm not, I'm crying, not any crying any tears. tears and not even really celebrating because he's still coming out on top. Right. Um, we just don't have him as a representative of the team, which it's whatever. You know what I mean? Um, what has to be done has to be done. But I'm just I'm glad he's gone. I wish there were more consequences to it, but it's it's whatever. Yeah. So, um, you know, we see the power of influence um, and what uh, happens when people start speaking out. And, um, you know, although the NBA could not take his franchise, like you said, I, I believe it was strongly suggested by back channels that you need to go ahead and settle up, my man. Start go ahead, put it on the market. You know, go ahead and get your uh, your Zillow together, and go ahead and put it out there. You know, get your get your Amazon. You know, uh, you know, get your stuff uh, all ready for uh, get ready to get it sold. So yeah, that's one point eight one point eight billion for a collection of blacks, bro. Any any yeah. slave owner back in the day would be like, well, god damn, bro. Right. <laughs> what what at one point eight billion? Ain't that much cotton in the south? <laughs> <laughs> the niggas playing that basketball and making all that money. I need me a damn thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness! So yeah, Robert Sarver. So yeah, your reward for uh, just being an ass is you're gonna get at least 1.8 billion or more. Now let's go ahead and uh, transition to our Orioles. Talk a little bit of Major League Baseball and uh, the Orioles. Man, they they're struggling. They continue to struggle. Uh, just the last, as a matter of fact, I was going over some uh, stats for them. Uh, the last, outside of the Nationals uh, series in which they won both games, they've lost uh, the three of the uh, four, excuse me, three of four of the last series. Uh, they were, they lost uh, two games to the Red Sox, uh, two games to the Blue Jays, and they lost two to the Tigers, although they won last night, eight to one. They are facing the First place, uh, Houston Astros are in town for a four-game series. And uh, it's getting pretty late in the evening, Calvin. <laughs> Sun is going down. Yeah, man. Um, the good thing about the Astros coming in, the bad thing is that they're the Astros. The good thing is I believe they've already clinched, so they don't have to put their foot on the paddle too much. But, um, yeah, man, like it, it feels like Teddy Pendergrass time. Turn them off. <laughs> right. They just snatched that. They yeah, unscrewed man. the light bulb. They just snatched the uh the plug out the socket. Yeah, friend. man. I, that's there's still some hope. It's, it's not over, you know, and baseball is a, is a weird. All sport. right, Jesse. No, what's gonna happen? But. <laughs> All right, Jesse. 
Keep oh, going. Alive. That's Calvin. Yeah, Cal man. Calvin. 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 Hey, Calvin I'm Jackson. Keep you know going. I'm blaming, I'm blaming the Ravens for my O's demise. My O's stopped playing when y'all's attention started focusing on Lamar and the boys. You know what I mean? Like y'all left my Orioles high dry. My Orioles like, well, well y'all, y'all don't want to watch us no more. Then what? What we got to play for then? So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Orioles right now uh, sit four and a half games uh, behind Seattle in the wild card. And Seattle has been losing a little the last couple games, although they won today. They beat the A's nine to five. They lost last night uh, with the uh, Orioles picking up a game last night and then half a game, excuse me, and that half a game went back today as they play. And so, uh, Toronto, they're leading the wild card. Uh, with uh, they have a two game lead over the Tampa Bay Rays, like I said, Seattle is holding third wild card, and so it's it's. I mean, they've got to, they got to sweep. Yeah, they got a couple of these series. I, I mean, and so I'm with you. Yeah, mathematically they're still there, but they have got to. They can't lose. This is a four game series. They can't lose two of these four. They've yeah, got, they got to take. Three they got to take three or four. Four or four would even be better, but they got to take at least three or yeah. four. Yeah, yeah, they've, they've got to take it. And so uh, right now, if uh, the playoffs started today, the wild card would be the Mariners with the six seed. Uh, the Guardians, uh, who are taking the Central, they would be the three seed. And uh, the Rays would play the Blue Jays. That would be the five seed versus the four. Uh, in the American League Divisional Series, whoever wins those wild card games, uh, the Mariners or the uh, if the Mariners or the Guardians won, uh, they would face the Yankees, who have the number two seed, and uh, whoever wins the Rays Blue uh, Blue Jays series would face the Astros. Uh, over in the National League, if uh, we started the playoffs today, the Phillies would have the sixth seed. They would face face the third seed Cardinals. Fifth seed Padres would place uh, would face the fourth seed Braves, and the uh, winner of the Phillies Cardinal series would face the Mets, who have the two seed, and the winner of the Padres Braves would face the number one seed Dodgers. And so, um, you know, a, a lot of games still to be played. Um, I, I don't know if Houston's actually really going to take his foot off the pedal because <laughs> oh, they absolutely not. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, they're still. I mean, although they have nine games on the Dodgers in terms of home field advantage uh, for the playoffs, you still want to go out and just uh, do what you can uh, to bring it in. And so, um, you know, uh, that leads me to uh, talking a little bit about. Um, there's been some debate in terms of MVP. Uh, this season for uh, Major League Baseball. I know Calvin says if it's not the Orioles, he doesn't <laughs> care, but uh, I know he cares a little bit more. And so right now it's just really tad, just a tad, just a tad right now. It's really a two man race. Uh, it's, it's Shohei Otani uh, with the uh, Los Angeles uh, Angels of Anaheim. And it's uh, Aaron Judge of the New York Yankees and all. And so uh, there's a lot of merit for both. Um, Aaron Judge is, of course, uh, leading the majors in home runs. Uh, he's chasing Babe Ruth's uh, record for the American League, as well as he's uh, leading the league in uh, batting average as well. And uh, Shohei Itani, he has a, uh, a sub-300 ERA, and he's hit uh, – 30 home runs. And so this is a rarity of a pitcher, um, hitter 
and a combination that's going on in baseball right now. And so if you had to choose, if you had a vote for MVP, which one would you choose? So um, this is a great question. And, and the reason I say it's a great question is because um, I remember back when Cecil Fielder um, was going for the MVP and I forgot who he was going against. And there was a big debate about um, who's MVP of the league and who is player of the league being that MVP should be the award for the team that's being most successful. So, and I, and I actually agree with that. I actually think Aaron judge should be MVP. I think show uh, Otani is the most interesting, the most versatile and probably the best player in baseball, but what is his team doing? Um, right. you know what I mean? If you they've been out, they've off, been eliminated from the playoffs for about three weeks. Now. Exactly. So if you pull him off of the angels, are they, are they going to get any worse? I mean, they could, but they're already bad. If you pull Aaron judge off the Yankees, they're not the number one, they're the number one team, you know what I mean? In the American league East. So, you know, I, I'm an Aaron, I would vote Aaron judge on this. Um, I just think he, he means more to the team and the team is in first place. So I would vote Aaron Judge, but I'm not taking anything from Otani. I just think there's a, and I've always felt about that argument that it was correct. There is an MVP and there is a player of the year. Um, Shohan, Shohan could probably get player of the year, but right. not MVP. It's Aaron Judge for me. Yeah, and I sold Judge a little short. Uh, not only is he leading the American League in batting average, batting a uh, 317, and he's leading in home runs with 60 home runs. The closest uh, person with home runs is uh, Jordan uh, Alvarez with Houston. He only has 37. And uh, also he's leading the American League in runs batted in with 128 RBIs versus uh, Jose Ramirez with uh, Cleveland, who has 115. And so uh, he's really just, and he's carried that team. Because you figure with uh, Giancarlo uh, Stanton, this team, although they have a lot of stars on that Yankees team, Stanton really has not played this season. He's played a handful of games, but he's been a non-factor. I mean, he's really been a non-factor the last couple seasons because he's always injured uh, at least half of the season. And judges pretty much carried them with uh, limited offensive help around them. Absolutely. He is, he is definitely the number one hitter in the American League. And, you know, he's going for that record. That 61 is um, – What's his face's record? Uh, uh, Babe Ruth? Roger Maris. Or Roger, I said Babe Ruth. Excuse me, Roger Maris. Yes, Roger Maris's record, which, mm -hmm. by the way, is actually 62. But there was a game in Baltimore that was rained out, and it didn't make seven, six innings, so it wasn't an oh, official oh, game. Oh, I did not know that. Yeah, it, did, it, didn't, it wasn't an official game because uh, it rained out before the hit the official deadline, so that home run was erased. So he's officially 61, but technically 62. Okay. All right. Fantastic. And so um, Orioles, we'll see what they do. Uh, we got the playoffs coming up. And so probably in the next week or so, we'll be talking a little bit more Major League, come back with some picks in terms of what we think is going to happen, what teams are going to end up in the World Series and who's possibly going to be the World Series champion. So, you got a National League MVP? Um, if I was to think about the National League, I mean – I'm not sure. Uh, just looking at statistics of the uh, National League, if you give me a quick second, I hit the wrong thing. Um, in terms of uh, players, I mean, I, 
Freddie Freeman's been hitting great. I mean, I think Pete Alonzo's been doing something. But right now, Freddie Freeman is a person whose statistics really stand out. He's leading uh, the league in batting average, batting 330. Um, He also uh, lead the league in hits. He has 190 hits. He could possibly end up with at least 200 hits uh, this season. And so uh, to me, you know, it's either him or Paul, uh, Paul Goldschmidt. He's up in there as well. Uh, he's uh, second in batting in the National League. He's fourth in home runs. Uh, he's second in runs batted in, and he's third in hits. And so, you know, you can you have a pick right there between either Freeman or um, Paul Goldsmith. Yeah, I'm a Freddie Freeman guy. Um, I would vote for him, and it's only because the way he does it. So Freddie Freeman uh, meant so much to the to the Braves when they won it last year, and then they let right. him go. And although they're not playing horribly, they're not as good without him. And look at what he's doing with the Dodgers. He's making them even better. And the Dodgers are already a good team. They're already a contender. Um, I do appreciate what Paul is doing because he's been around a long time. He was doing it up in Colorado for a while. Um, but now – He was doing it in Paul, Arizona. Yeah. He was doing yeah. it – he was with the um, the Diamondbacks. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. and now he's uh, – yeah. But, yeah. but I'm a Freddie Freeman guy. Yeah. So, so yeah, I would go Freeman and all, but, um, you know, we'll see what happens in terms of, uh, with the, uh, national league, but you know, the American league definitely is the, uh, compelling, uh, race right now. All right. Let's talk, let's talk a little bit football now. Um, before we get into picks and everything and talking about some of, uh, uh, thoughts about last week's games and all right now we have several teams that are, Oh, and two. And um, with the 16 game season, you know, every NFL season starts with the hope inside of a locker room and within the fan base, a, a loss in week one is damaging. And the second consecutive loss in week two is an immediate crisis. Teams can make it to the postseason after starting um, 0 and 2, but a two game losing streak to begin the season puts their backs against the wall before the campaign has really begun. So since 2002, 98 teams have started 0-3. One of those teams, the 2018 Texans, made the playoffs, while the 2013 Steelers would have joined them if the league had 14 playoff teams at the time. Now, going 0-3 is basically hopeless, and 0-2 doesn't feel great either. Uh, Since 2022, just 9.6 of teams that started 0-2 have made it to the postseason. While that seems survivable, no 0-2 team has made it to the postseason since 2018. And so although we have the 17-game season that gives you an extra season to catch up, it's still not a guarantee that you can overcome this. Last year, we had a team that started 0-2, and they didn't make the playoffs with the winning record, and that was the 9-8 Colts, who missed out on the playoff berth because it lost to the Jaguars in Week 18. And so looking right now in the AFC, which to me is probably one of the most stacked uh, conferences right now versus the NFC, we have four teams, at least, uh, I would say probably at least three of these teams we thought would make the playoffs, the Bengals, the Colts, the Titans, and the Raiders. They're all 0-2 right now. And so looking at those four teams, Calvin, which team do you think would have the best chance to overcome this 0-2 start? Wow. So let me um, I'm going to go over each team and I'll make it quick. So Mm -hmm. looking at the Bengals, 
Um, they lost to the Cowboys, and um, which they shouldn't have lost, but that's an NFC loss, which you know will just hurt them if it comes down to tiebreakers. Um, who was their first game to? I can't remember. Steelers. They yeah. lost to the Steelers. Mm-hmm. So the Bengals actually have a good chance to make it because they're playing uh, AFC North that is pretty down, um, with the exception of the Ravens, which, of course, happened last week, but the Browns, Steelers. Then they're also playing the NFC South, which is down. You know what I mean? So um, uh, with the exception of the Buccaneers. So I see the Bengals having a good chance of making it. Um, you would think the Colts would have a good chance because of the AFC South, but they look absolutely horrible, and they got blanked by the Jaguars. Right. Um, so I could see them missing it. Um, the Titans, same thing, but I think the Titans are in a little better position than the Colts. Um, you, you know, you got smashed by the Bills. A lot of teams are going to get smashed by the Bills. Right. Um, so, you know, the, being in the AFC South will benefit them. However... Let's talk about the Las Vegas Raiders. You are 0-2 in a division that has the Chargers and the Chiefs. And you made the playoffs last year, which means you get one of the stronger records for this year. I see the Raiders, they could possibly miss the playoffs, man. I see it's being the Raiders. Wow. I'm with you on that. I think the Colts and the Titans... They still have time to recover because the AFC South is so weak. I mean, yes, the Jaguars, they look a little bit better this year. And I know they are a sexy pick. Yeah, I know they're a sexy pick. Um, But the and the Texans are playing well also. Davis Mills, I tried to tell you. You tried to tell me. But I I think that I don't – if I have – I don't know – Okay, I would say the Colts. If it was someone to come out of that South that could recover, it could be the Colts. They did it last year. They could possibly do it again, although Matt Ryan is not looking great to start the season off. Um, I don't know how much more. If they keep on losing or they keep on struggling, then you start to look at Frank Wright. Last year, you know, they basically blamed the quarterback. Uh, they they blamed Carson, Carson Wentz. And, yeah, he, he did muff up some games, but – you guys, you went out and got the quarterback you wanted. You still, you know, inserted him with the same players that you had. And the the result is worse, actually, than it was last really year. Is. And so, you know, um, but I think the Bengals probably is the team that could overcome it because I think they, they still have enough offensive pieces. And the AFC North, Again, may not outside of the Ravens. This might be a down year for the Steelers. I think it's also going to be a rough year for the Browns because no Deshaun Watson, at least all the way until you know game twelve or thirteen, I think it is that he's uh, suspended to. And so, and even then, by that time, that season might be over for them. Now, the only thing, the only thing about the Bengals that I will say is, if they don't shore that offensive lineup they're risking injury to Joe Burrow and Mm -hmm. that will devastate them if they do that. Um, So I'm not sure how you fix that. Um, And speaking on the Colts, I wish I would have seen that game against the Jaguars because Jonathan Taylor did absolutely nothing. And we're not used to seeing that in the past three seasons. Like he literally did nothing in that game. I wish I would have seen that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So 
Yeah, so it's tough for these uh, 0-2 teams. Um, I saw Joe Burrow on ESPN uh, uh, today talking, hey, people, calm down. It's not the end of the world. He trying to be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, yeah, trying to, yeah, you know, yeah. just relax, relax. You're not Aaron Rodgers, sir. Uh, <laughs> you know what? You probably know the group. Uh, who made the song Relax? Relax. relax. Don't do it. Um, uh, I want to say Frankie goes to Hollywood. Um, in excess. In excess. Oh yeah, yeah. Do do do. Maybe maybe it might be Frankie goes to Hollywood. Frankie goes to Hollywood. You know, Calvin. If you don't know, is a uh, a white pop expert. Is that, is, is that the right word? <laughs> Let me see. Yeah, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Yes, it is. Yeah, you were right. <laughs> I knew you knew. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, you got to go back and uh, see some of our old uh, verses. And I, I challenged Calvin in a Yacht Rock uh, verses, and he just mopped the floor with me because. Uh, That's my you know, thing. Yeah, he knows these. He knows these acts, and so <laughs> you're right. Frankie goes to Hollywood. Was the group, and so yeah, we'll see. We'll see what the Bengals. They got a block for uh, Barrel though. The offensive they line is just as terrible it, as it was uh, and, last and listen, year. I'm not advocating for the Bengals to win any games. But Me either. They got a block for. Them. They got a block for him, and uh, the Raiders. Uh, they just you had a 23 to seven lead and you got to just like the Ravens, uh, you got to close out. And so let's go ahead and talk about some of these, uh, week two games. As a matter of fact, Calvin had a great week last week. Did I? Yes. Uh, 10 of his picks, uh, came through to only six of mine. So right now, Whoa! Collectively, wait a minute. Yeah. What's the right? Collectively right now, Calvin has a two game lead, a, a two pick lead over me, 15 to 13. And 15, so, 13. I won the first week seven to five. Calvin won. Don't yeah, nobody 15, remember the first week. Don't nobody. I won the first week uh, <laughs> seven to five, and Calvin won the second week ten to six. And so, uh, 15, 15, 15. yeah, yeah, I was trying to get a little bit too cute with these picks, I think, and so I need to just go back to being hardcore. But I thought uh, I did bad. I thought I did bad this week. No, no, you did well. Uh, Commanders, you called. Uh, Patriots Commanders lost. Commanders lost. They lost. Ooh, let me take that off yeah, of your. Yeah, I shouldn't. Have, I shouldn't. I shouldn't have told you that Ooh. they came back, but the, the Detroit held on. They were losing twenty-two to nothing. Then the score went. To, I believe it was like twenty-eight to thirty-five or something like that. But yeah, the the Lions won. The Lions pulled it out. Oh, okay, so let's make that nine to seven right now. Let me keep on going. Uh, <laughs> Buccaneers won. We know we both called for the Panthers. They lost. Uh, you did call the uh, Patriots to win the Steelers game. I did. We both called for the Colts game. We lost. Uh, the Rams beat the uh, Falcons. We both had that. I uh, picked the Seahawks. You picked the Niners, although they lost uh, Trey Lance for the season uh, to an ankle. Uh, he broke his ankle. And so uh, yeah, he's gone man. for the season. And it's a good thing they kept Jim, uh, Jimmy G. Uh, we both selected the Bengals over the Cowboys. Uh, we both selected the Broncos over the Texans. We both won that. We both selected the Raiders over the Cardinals. We saw that come back. Uh, we did pick right with picking the Packers over the Bears. And we both uh, selected the Ravens over the Dolphins, a game that the Ravens should have won. Uh, and they lost. And let's pause there for that. I mean, oh, man, you have a 35 
to was it 35 to 7 in the third quarter? 35-14? It, it went that yeah, 35-14. They were up 21 twice. Yeah. So they're up 35-14 third quarter. Um Lamar just ran a 75-yard touchdown. I'm feeling good. I'm pretty much like this is over. And then Tua happened. And um Jalen Waddle happened. And Tyreek Hill happened, and uh, you couldn't stop anybody. Uh, a lot of mental mistakes on the back end for the Ravens. One of the things we're not really talking about that I think is something that we've kind of overlooked was the pass rush. That was a major issue last season for them. Nope. I, I know the secondary was terrible, but they really didn't have a pass rush. Uh, this year, you don't have your top sack leader. Uh, he tore his Achilles. He's not going to be back until possibly midseason. Um, he lost uh, Jalen Ferguson uh, to drug overdose. Uh, you brought back a, a pretty much washed Justin Houston. He's not supposed to be your everyday, uh, every uh, play backer, but he's probably playing more snaps than you would want him to. You would really want him in uh, specific pass situations just to, you know, get after the. Uh, the quarterback, uh, Owe, I, to me, Owe, he hasn't really shown me anything in this second season. I mean, he was okay the, the first season, but he wasn't dominant, and he's definitely has not been dominant so far in these couple games. And so the defense is not looking – is almost looking like it looked last season. And so uh, what were your thoughts? You were there. Calvin was at the game. And so what were your thoughts about the, uh, First, what you saw? Yeah, man, it was an amazing game. Um, it's a shame that we came out on the bad end. I mean, you start off the game with a kick return, the opening kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, you're leading at halftime 28-7. to seven. Uh, The defense is playing – excellent the first half the offense is, is playing well but there's a couple things that you're looking at so you can see immediately that we have no run game um and right. you know we we talk about could it be Dobbins we need to add in there I think it's the offensive line um what so let me here's my takeaway from the game you absolutely cannot have Tyreek Hill get behind the defense and two scoring plays in a row. The right. first time I get the mistake, the second time you cannot have it. And he he wasn't bumped anything. He just ran straight, just a straight go route. And he got the ball twice. Um, our rookies, our rookies are failing us um, in, this, in this game. Let me not say, well, one of them has been failing us for two games. Um, mm -hmm. Tyler Lindenbaum, who we got, when the for that was the trade the, the pick we got with the trade for Marquise Brown. Tyler Lindenbaum is not doing anything. Now our offensive line has an amazing uh pass pass blocking. If you notice that Lamar you, is not getting Cal, they didn't give up any sacks Sunday. No sacks, one penalty the entire Yeah, game. one penalty, but I'm saying so you saying but you're saying the offensive line didn't play that well. No, no, no. Well, Lindenbaum no. hit me up, hit me up. Okay. He's failing us in the run game. Okay. They right. had no push. The the pass protection is excellent. In two games, the pass protection is excellent. But they were trying to get one yard a few different times, and they just kept getting pushed back. The offensive line, and is that left side, and is that middle, they're not getting any push. The look at the run game, man. The run game is doing 
nothing. And and when you when you got to get a yard or two, you should be able to get that. And I think they converted one of those, and that was handing it to the right. fullback. They were handing right. it to Ricard, who they should have been handing it to anyway. Because if you're waiting for this line to establish something, they're not doing anything. All right, so that's one. Kyle Hamilton. I don't know if he's gambling because he thinks it's college. He doesn't believe Tyreek Hill is that fat. I don't know what's going on. But it's clear that when Tyreek Hill ran by them corners, they were expecting the over-the-top help in the back. You look at him, you see them turning around looking for the help. And he's nowhere to be found. He's not even in position when the ball is snapped. So now he's playing catch up. You, you're not catching Tyreek Hill. You're not catching him. Um, now let me go to one more, and this may not be fair to him, but for all the hype we had in the preseason, I needed him to make this play. Um, in that fourth quarter, before one of them last drives, Lamar had ran out the pocket, likely is wide open. He throws him a ball that is fourth that should have been caught for the first down and likely drops this ball. We got to have that catch, sir. We got to have that catch. Um, the rookies are, are if, if I'm grading rookies right now, overall, I'm giving them maybe a C plus. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe. That's what I see. What, what is it that you see? I see, like I said, pass rush. We don't have any. And um, Absolutely. as a matter of fact, they went none. They went out and signed uh, Jason Pierre-Paul three this finger. afternoon. Uh, three, three finger. finger. Yeah, and playing with those uh, firecrackers, um, <laughs> you can go, you can wiki uh, what happened to him several seasons ago. But uh, they signed JPP to come in here to bring some uh, pass rush. Yeah, you just, to me, that would, that helps you on the back end. I do believe we are getting some rookie mistakes from um, the secondary. You know, that ball that got over his head, um, you know, is a crossing pattern in front of him. He he bites on the cross with uh, Waddle. And, you know, as soon as two sees him come up, he throws it right over his head. And so, yeah, I, I'm not willing to jump off the boat yet. It's two games in. I don't know how much impact uh, J.K. is going to have, but I do know that typically in the past when the Ravens got leads like this, they would just wear you down with the run. Exactly. For the rest of the quarter or the rest of the game. There's no way you were getting the ball back because they were just running it exactly. down your Exactly. I do want to say this, and I think we need to realize this because Lamar is playing out of his head. He's He's playing great. Maybe it's good that they are transitioning to a passing team. That was one of the things that people always have against them. Well, you know, this run works during the season, but when you get in the playoffs, you're going to need to throw the ball. Well, they're throwing the ball quite efficiently right now, and that's good. But I think once you get these leads, you got to wear these teams down. You got to run the ball. You got to run the clock. And that's probably also what hurt them Sunday as well. And so, but see, they couldn't run. That's the thing. They tried. They They, tried. They tried. They tried and they, and they couldn't get it. And, and so, Hey, this is the specialty of Roman. Now I don't put last week's or the two games on Roman. I mean, they're scoring it. And it's funny. They start off every season kind of like this. They do well 
kind of starting early offensively, except maybe last year because they had so many um, injuries on the team overall. But since Lamar has been quarterback, they've, you know, they've done fairly well offensively. Yeah, and you know what? I don't know how often I will say this, but I'm going to say it today. I agree. Mm -hmm. Greg yeah. Roman is not the problem right now. Yeah, Roman's not, not the at problem. All. They've got to get this. Bit. Yeah, they got to get Hamilton. They got to get these. They got to get the defense together. Hopefully, people are a little bit more healthier this week. Uh, Marlon Humphrey, that last quarter, he did not play a lot. You know, he came into a game with groin injury. He only gave up one catch in the three quarters before that. But once he started to sit, then they started taking uh, that uh, cornerback area apart picking it apart. You got Marcus Peters coming back, playing his first game after a uh, torn ACL as well. And so, yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's an anomaly. I'm going to say it's an anomaly. It is. Normally the, the Ravens would not give away a game like that. And um, it, trust me, I think Harbaugh is going to, you know, these are the type of losses I think pushes Harbaugh. They normally, they come back with the vengeance in terms of they get it straight. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get them like this too many times. Uh, and I'm going to give you that. As much as people criticize Harbaugh, and I'm, I'm being one of them at times, um, mm -hmm. the one thing he does well is adjustments. You know, he usually does very good at halftime adjustments also. Right. Um, and, but week-to-week -week adjustments he does well at. Um, let me, first of all, I, I need to say this, and I posted it on social media, but I need to say this. As much as I hate it, that goddamn Jalen Waddle Waddle is the the best celebration in the game, man. I love right. to see that. I hate it to see it Sunday. I love to see it. But let me give some. Let me give. Let me give some um, kudos also. Because if I say some bad things about the Raven, I also want to follow up. Um, Devin Duvernay is looking like the guy. He yeah. is looking like the guy, man. Um, Lamar Jackson. We always know that he's going to be the guy. But you are right. We were literally sitting there saying, how can they say this man does not pass the ball? He was putting the ball on the money. Now, right. he didn't have any interceptions this game. In the first game, he had that junk interception. But he almost threw that game away uh, Sunday. He almost threw the time touchdown. It was a pick six. You just right. dropped the ball. But Rashad Bateman, Rashad Bateman is flashing some speed. Um, mm -hmm. I want him to get a little more passes, but he's flashing some speed. Of course, Mark Andrews is going to be – the offense is playing so well. The passing game is – Passing game looks great. Very well, and I, I absolutely love to see it. Um, the thing that hurts me so much about this game, I'm big on who you lose to. And just like I mentioned with the Bengals, they lost to the Cowboys, which doesn't really matter until you start getting down into the third and fourth level of the tiebreakers. This loss to the Dolphins, unless you expect the Dolphins to run away with the AFC East, which you don't, you expect the Bills to do it. The Ravens could be up against the Dolphins for either a final playoff spot, a home game, you know what I mean? And this is going to hurt. They got that tiebreaker over them. Not only that, it's just an AFC loss because that's going to hurt you in the record also. So I, I I hate this so much. And and we go to we go to New England, then we come back with Buffalo. You know, we got four AFC games in a row. We got to come back with at least two of those. We got to find a way to beat Buffalo. I don't know if it's going to happen, but I would love to see it happen. Right.
Yeah, we're gonna see Buffalo's just running through people right oh now, like gosh. running through them like diarrhea. I'm serious, they just running through people right now. And if we thought Tua was the uh, second coming of uh, John Unitas on Sunday, uh, my boy Josh Allen's going to be coming in here, and um, he's been super red hot in terms of what he's been doing with his receiving man. Two years ago, beginning of the last season, um, after the end of the season, um, I was all I was one of them when the Ravens lost to the Bills. I was one of them. Yeah, Josh Allen beat Lamar head to head, but Josh Lamar is, is as good, if not better, than Josh Allen. I don't know why they're giving him all these props. Lamar this, Lamar that. Man, after watching Josh Allen last year, I was like, Yo, Josh Allen is probably next to Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL. Josh yeah. Allen is a monster. Yeah, pretty much. And Stefan Diggs is kind of showing that he's a, oh a top five God. receiver. Three yeah. touchdowns. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's he's killing. He's killing right now. They're killing it. So we got a couple weeks before we get there. So we we got to get past uh, the Patriots first. And so with the adjusted standings, and thank you, Calvin, for being a, a honest guy about the Commanders Lions gang. <laughs> That means you did win uh, last week's picks nine to seven, and that ties us up fourteen to fourteen in terms of our picks. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Let me go back and look. I think the Redskins did win. Oh, they're the Commanders now. That's right. The Commanders. Commanders lost. Yeah, the Commanders lost. And so uh, we both picked the Bills, and you picked the Eagles. In the other Monday night game, I picked the Vikings, and so. All right, so not as bad as I thought. So let's go ahead and get into uh, this week's picks. Uh, Thursday night games should be starting uh, right about now. Uh, Steelers-Browns, who you got? Oh, my gosh. Do I really have to pick this trash? Can I pick a tie? I hope they both lose. Um, there you go. They're playing in Pittsburgh. They don't have J.J. Uh, Watt. Oh, gosh. I'll still take the Steelers. Steelers? I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Texans versus the Bears. I got the Texans. Who are you taking? Where are they playing? Uh, they're playing in Chicago. Give me Justin Fields and the Bears. All right. Uh, Raiders, uh, Titans. They're playing in Tennessee. Uh, Raiders. All right. I got the Raiders as well. Uh, Chiefs versus Colts. They're playing in Indianapolis. Chiefs. Chiefs. The Chefs, I got them as well. Uh, this is going to be the uh, game of the week, Bills versus Dolphins. They're playing in South Beach. Uh, yeah, I know how good the Dolphins looked last week, but give me the Bills. The Bills' yeah, defense, not the Ravens' defense. No, no. I'll take the Bills as well. Lions versus the Vikings. They're playing in Minnesota. The Lions are picking it up, um, mm -hmm. but – Kirk Cousins is just not a primetime player. He's going to beat the Lions in Minnesota. Give me the Vikings. All right. I'll take the Lions. Uh, Bengals uh, visit the Jets in New York. Joe Flacco is resurrected. Yes, sir. There's no offensive line in the Bengals. So are you going to go with the Jets? Absolutely not. Give me the Bengals. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to take the Jets. Whoa. Yeah. Joe's elite. <laughs> Joe's elite. Eagles visit the Commanders. Oh, Eagles. I got the Eagles. Jalen Hurd is a monster this year so far. Yeah, he's putting it on him. Uh, Saints visit the Panthers. I'm taking the Saints. Ooh. I think Baker is going to um, 
And Owen too, Matt Rule is coaching for his life. <sighs> give me, give me the Panthers. I'm gonna go with the Panthers. All right. Bold pick of the day. Uh Jaguars uh go to San Diego. Excuse me, I give me say San Diego. Goodness gracious. They go to LA to play the Chargers. Give me the Chargers. I have the Chargers as well. Uh Rams, they visit Arizona and play the Cardinals. I'm taking the Cardinals. All right, I'm taking the Rams. Uh, Rams seem to own them the last couple seasons. Uh, the Falcons, they visit Seattle to play the Seahawks. The Falcons are not as bad as I thought they were. I'm taking the Falcons. All right, I'm going to take the Seahawks at home. Uh, Packers, they visit uh, Tampa to play the Buccaneers. Yeah, man, this is the one. Um Aaron Rodgers has no weapons, but he has an amazing ground game. But the Bucs have a good defense. They're playing in Tampa. They're playing in Tampa. Give me the Giselle Bunchkins. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Niners, they visit uh, Colorado to play the uh, Broncos. Oh, give me the – I might be off that Broncos playoff thing. Give me the Niners. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, we might need to go back and change that. I take the Niners as well. I took the Buccaneers if I didn't say that the previous game. Oh, you took the uh, Buccaneers too? Yeah, I took the <laughs> I took the the bucket the Buccaneers over the Packers. Uh, all right, the Ravens game. Ravens uh, go up to Foxborough to fix the Patriots. I'm taking the Ravens. Um, I think they you know they bounce back after tough losses like that. Uh, I think the offense is is humming along. I'm not necessarily worried about too worried about the run game, but uh, I mean, I think this is a game that the Ravens win probably at least by, uh, I, I would give them 10 points at least like a, a 31 to 21. What What's the line? Do you know what the line is right off? Uh, I don't know what the line is off the top of my head, but go ahead and talk while and I'll look uh, it up. It's got to be at least seven. The reason I asked you about the line, I was feeling myself, uh, at the game Sunday when I told you it was going to be a blowout. Remember, you were like, yeah, right. I'm getting Ravens out. I was like, I think I got this being a blowout. It was 28-7 to 7 at halftime. I was like, look at how smart I am. <laughs> <laughs> these, these bastards lost. Um, uh, it's, it's, it's minus two and a half. Uh, the money line is uh, minus 150. Uh, the over-under is 43.5. And so the Ravens are by less than a field goal. The, really? Which yes. means really the Ravens by five, because you get three points um, being home. But w what's the what's the over-under? The over-under is 43.5. Oh, they got the Patriots scoring on the Ravens. Mm -hmm. um, give me the Ravens. Uh, mm -hmm. This might be the blowout we were looking for. All right. All right. And the Monday night game, uh, the Cowboys travel to New York to play the Giants. Listen, man, the Cooper Rushes look good against the Bengals. They did. Uh, they just they 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 realized that they still have uh, Zeke in the backfield. Yeah, and that's he, what they should have been doing with but, uh, but Dak. He didn't do that much. Uh, listen, that boy Nate Brown, Cooper Rush, like that boy Nate. Uh, I think that's his name, Nate Brown, whatever his mm -hmm. name is. Um, but Dalton Schultz is hurt. He may not play or play limited. Saquon is resurrected. Sterling Sharp is actually a pretty good. They go to New York. They're going to New York. Give me the Wink Martindales. All right. Give me the Wink Martindales. I'm, That's a big. All right. I'm taking the Wink Martindales and the Danny Dimes. 
You put, I get ready to say, you putting your trust in Danny Dimes. You taking the Martin De the Martindales and the Wink Martindales is resurrected right now. He got the Giants at two and zero, and you can't tell him shit. All right, all right, <laughs> we gonna see. I'm taking the Cowboys on the road. <laughs> Haven't they disappointed you enough? I guess not because they beat the Bengals. Right, they beat the Bengals. That hey, they did enough for me this year, and so. <laughs> All right, so picks again. Uh, for tonight's game, Calvin's taking the Steelers. I'm taking the Browns. Uh, Bears and Texans. Uh, Calvin's taking the Bears. I'm taking the Texans. Raiders, Titans. Calvin's taking the, we're both taking the Raiders. Chiefs, Colts, we're both taking the Chiefs. Bills, Dolphins, we both take the Bills. Lions, Vikings. Uh, Calvin's taking the Vikings. I'm taking the Lions. Bengals, Jets. Calvin's taking the Bengals. I'm taking the Jets. We're both taking the Eagles over the Commanders. Uh, Saints Panthers. Calvin's taking the Panthers. I'm taking the Saints. We're both taking the Chargers over the Jaguars. Uh, Calvin's taking the Cardinals over the Rams. I'm taking the Rams. Calvin's taking the Falcons over the Seahawks. I'm taking the Seahawks. We both take uh, the Buccaneers over the Packers. And we both take the 49ers over the Broncos. And we both take the Ravens over the Patriots. And we split on the Monday night game. Calvin's taking the Giants. I'm taking the boys. I listen. I, I just want to bring some attention to how you voting for Flacco to beat the defending AFC champions. I, I see yeah. what you're doing. I, I I need I need these losses to pile up, and <laughs> you know, although the the Jets do not have a fearsome pass rush, um, you know, I don't think they've been playing. I, I don't think the Bengals have been playing great defensively. You know, and so uh, Flacco likes to throw the ball. Let him go ahead and do uh, what he did against the Browns, and let's see what happens. We uh, we already got our win against them. Flacco gave us our win on the first game. Let him go ahead and get these uh, two wins against these AFC uh, North teams. You know, the Browns should have won that game if Nick Chubb didn't uh, run that ball in the end zone. Yeah, should have, would have, could have. Nick Chubb would have just. Held on and kneeled down on that ball. The Browns would have won that game because the Jets wouldn't have gotten the ball back. You know that, right? Shoulda, woulda, coulda. <laughs> All I saw is Joe Flacco giving the finger pump after the game. <laughs> that That's all that matters. <laughs> hey, hey, man, you got any closing thoughts for the folks? Yeah, real quick. You know, um, today I just saw in the news that uh, the former welfare director, uh, John Davis is set to plead guilty to state and federal charges in the Mississippi welfare scandal that's going on. And we talked a little bit about this last week of uh, the money that Brett Favre was able to get through this welfare scandal that's being reported in the Mississippi Today. It's a nonprofit newspaper. You can go to their website, mississippitoday.org, to read more about it. And I think this plea bargain that he's made with the federal government is really going to open up some more information to come out about Favre and his involvement with uh, getting this money to build the uh, volleyball stadium at uh, Southern Mississippi University for his daughter. But I think the bigger thing that a lot of people are upset about, we saw all this news today about uh, Yume, uh, uh, Ime Yudoka and um, his consensual uh, relationship with a co-worker and um, 
You know, we've seen other reports in the past, like, you know, Jameis Winston, you would have thought that he robbed a whole Publix when he <laughs> went and got those uh, crab legs and, you know, all the other things that normally if there's a person of color that they do, it's it's front page news. It's something that's always in the news cycle. But we really have not seen anything about Brett Favre in this welfare scandal. And, you know, I, I just want to call out the ESPNs and the Fox Sports and all these other networks and even the CNNs or the MSNBCs. This is a major story. This is one, one of, if not the poorest state in the union. It is the poorest. And with just people living in object poverty in that state and the state gave $5 million to a millionaire to build a volleyball stadium for his daughter. But they deny people regularly money that could help take them out of poverty. And, you know, I want to see more coverage. I want to see some in-depth, you know, uh, digging into what's going on with this and we're not really getting it we're getting the salacious stuff but we're not getting into the farbs and what they're doing or what has happened with that and so um yeah come on yo let's let's see some balanced coverage let's let, you know get into farve like y'all got into everything else like you got into kaepernick and like you got into antonio brown and like you got into whoever else was the uh the person that was the highlight for that season Get into Favre as well, because this is a major thing. And, you know, I, I'm not seeing enough of it on the sports channels. Yeah, man, completely agree. And if you look at some of these text messages that Brett Favre was exchanging on the on the girl that told him we ain't releasing this to the media, but now she's dipping out on him because right. she needs her own plea deal. But these, these text messages are awful. Like, it's it's just blatant stealing for poor people. And just think of how many people that money could have helped instead of breaking ground on a goddamn volleyball stadium. Exactly. Like, really? Just um, uh, Does volleyball even bring in the money to pay for that stadium? And absolutely not. Of course not. That's a gift from Brett Favre to his daughter, which he could have paid for on his own. Mm-hmm. Just that copper mine, that, that you, copper fit money. Exactly. You know he could pay for it because he gave back one point one million dollars. Just doesn't want to give back the interest. Man, right. ever fuck Brett Favre. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Hey man, um, that was going to be mine. I was going to talk about Brett Favre some more, but I also have another one to talk about, and it's about it's about fans. Come on, y'all. Mm-hmm. So in the end of Monday night's game, um, after the Cardinals win on that dramatic fumble return. Um, you see uh, Kyler Murray running through, slapping hands with the fans. And one of the fans comes up and slaps him in his face. Now, crazy. you look at it. And he really had to bend down over because you know Kyler Murray's only 4'11". <laughs> anyway, <laughs> um, if you actually look at the slap, it does, it's not like he came and open hand slapped him like Charlie Murphy did Rick James. But he did slap him and it it could look unintentional like he was trying to slap his hand. But either way, he did slap him. And for all these fans, I know Russell Westbrook has had problems 
Um, what are you doing? What is it that you're trying to accomplish? Are you just trying to get a lawsuit because you can get money? Because when they beat your ass where you're paralyzed and, and have to eat through a straw, it's not going to be worth the money. These guys train every day to be aggressive. Their mm -hmm. job is to beat the next man. And your job is to push paper. Okay, you might be a construction worker. You know, you might be a personal trainer, but you're not trained to be aggressive. They have the best trainers, the best medicines, the best supplements. And you think you can beat them? You think if he, if Kyler Murray would have found this guy because he was looking and snatched him out on that field, Kyler Murray would have been in trouble. But that guy would have gotten his ass beat. Didn't the malice in the palace show us anything? Because right. the players won. I don't know if you all know that. The players won that fight. Not the fans. The players will always win the fight. There may be right. there may be one sport where the, the fans will win, and that's soccer. And that's because they're crazy. They're just right. crazy there. You don't, want, you don't want to fight them. Yeah, but the players win. Come on, y'all. Stop messing with these players. They will break you in half. What are you, are you trying to prove something? I know everybody wants to get a lawsuit, and of course, they're going to settle. You're going to get money. But you look like an asshole. And then you get banned from stadiums. So this guy, as soon as they find them, because they will, you're not going to be able to go back to that stadium. And then they're going to make it so you can't go to any stadium. And you think, yeah, I can sneak in. They got facial recognition now. If you've been to a game lately, they don't oh, even yeah. really check you. You just walk through the scanner. It's not clean. Your pop. You don't have to do none of that anymore. You just oh, yeah. walk through the little scanner because they got a high-tech way of seeing if you have weapons, facial recognition, and all that stuff now. Mm -hmm. So come on, yo. Stop messing with these players before you get hurt. One of, the, yeah. the, one of them slaps, listen, Jason Pierre-Paul got three fingers. I bet better if he slapped the shit out you, you'll still lose a two with them three <laughs> Come on, you crazy. I was going to say, yeah, because somebody threw a, wa a water bottle at Jimmy Haslam, the owner of the Browns Sunday, and they found that person through facial recognition they found that person before he left the stadium uh the last play when flacco threw the uh the touchdown to garrett wilson uh haslam was walking off the field in through the tunnel someone threw the water bottle at him they just looked up in the in the stands that person was trying to leave the stadium and they caught that person within maybe five or ten minutes and did not before he was able to get out of the stadium. They they have satellites that go to Mars now. They have right, <laughs> come on, man. They can't find you. They all up in the black hole now. Come on, bro. <laughs> you think they can't find you? you, you they they can't find you throwing your PBR down on the field. <laughs> you think they ain't gonna catch you? Come okay, y'all, stop, <laughs> stop playing. Come on, y'all. Oh, by the way, you mentioned Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson is still available in a lot of fantasy leagues. Get him before he gets even more popular. Hit game uh, two, and he I went have him. Off. I have him. In my, I have him in my on my ESPN team. So he, he went off in game two. He He's starting this week. The Ravens, but he went off in game two. So pick him up if you can. Uh, hey, man, this has been fun. Uh, yes. We got the. We still got the broadcast. So you gonna be around for the broadcast? We might have to do it Tuesday, which we can. We may have to do it Tuesday. I'll be traveling and all, and so um, I'll try to see what I can watch on Tuesday. It might be Wednesday. We'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, uh, we won't be broadcasting on Monday. But 
we'll put something up and all so you guys that give you an opportunity to catch up on some queen sugar to watch power uh raising canaan a couple times and so we'll be ready to discuss it before the week is yeah we may, we may go into next week i mean it doesn't matter just like this it may come out friday saturday sunday it ain't coming out tonight because you know it's thursday night you know i ain't this late when i feel i'm going to bed but anyway <laughs> we definitely want you all to join us um, for the broadcast. If we don't do it next week, we'll do it the following week. But we will be back for another podcast next week. Yes. So we're definitely glad that you all joined us. Make sure you rate, review, tell your friends, leave us a message, ask us some questions, spot us out in the street, whatever it is, just engage with us. Um, definitely appreciate everyone for joining us. So, hey, All Things Black presents Fanboys. Burr, burr, burr. I'm Calvin. Joe Flacco's favorite fan over there is Garland. I love white quarterbacks. <laughs> and we will talk to you all later. All right, Garland. I'll talk to you. Peace. You have been listening to Fanboys, an All Things Black with Garland and Calvin production. Thank you for listening, and make sure to rate and review this episode on all of your podcast platforms.